so welcome back, Hannah Lundberg, to another episode of The Running, this time The Running Sprint. Um, we will kick off with where we left off in the main interview on the last podcast, talking about um, walk next year and sprint and all of those things discipline related. Um, if you had to pick one, forest or sprint, for the rest of your life, what are you going for? Forest. Quick and easy. Why? Yes, it is. Uh, I don't know. I think that from the beginning or during is from in the forest and you can choose between long distance and middle distance and they they are so uh, different sometimes so you get a lot of um, different experience experiences from that nice and where's the best place you will have ever forest oriented then Berlin Berlin home in my uh, home uh, district up in uh, the north okay why is so it so not good? many people yeah, not many people have volunteered up there. We had some big uh, event for like seven years or something. Uh, the one of the, the Swedish Cup. So uh, many of the Swedish runners have been there, but um, mm. not so much international. So, so what's the forest like then? If if someone was to be dropped in it, if you ran uh, Uringen in Herkusten, uh, yeah, it's quite uh, similar. It's a uh, very very stony and uh, some uh, open areas at the top of the hills and uh, open forest and just uh, cruising around there is so nice <laughs> <laughs> so that prepared you quite well then for the world cups and in idra and italy with all the rocks on the ground and, and things like that building the strength up yeah it was uh, a perfect preparation oh, ideal and then speaking of um, World Cups and IOF and things like that, what do you feel as you know someone who's made their senior debut this year, what do you feel are the uh, tough one, biggest problems in the sport at the moment? What would you most like to change in the sport? Oh, that was a difficult one. Um, this thing, this, this so, is harder than the main interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first thing that pops up in my mind is uh, the differences between the winning time at uh, men's long distance and the women's women long distance, mm-hmm. uh, the that I don't see any reason why we should have different uh, winning times. So, would you like to extend the women's to match the the men's then? Ninety minutes, yeah, minutes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's already tough, but I uh, I should not uh, say no to, <laughs> to have it tougher. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's something we've talked about on the podcast before and had a lot of people on to to talk about it. And it seems like Sweden are kind of leading the way on making those changes, I think. Yes, we already had that in the Swedish championships, so we are quite used to it. And there's no plans for that, I don't think, for the IOF at the moment to change anything, is there? No, I I haven't heard anything, but I haven't been... uh, I'm not updated either. So. <laughs> no, well, well. Um, and thing that maybe what what's the thing that maybe Orientering is doing right at the moment, if if anything. <laughs> uh, sorry, no, come on. <laughs> sorry, what, what was the question? <laughs> oh, like what, what do we think Orientering is doing well or right at the moment mm, in relation to other they sports? They are doing or... um, a lot of rights, and uh, I, that the sport is uh, coming out and. Uh, during to the news and uh, getting spread to the ordinary peoples uh, is uh, that's something we need to continue work with and uh, uh, are doing well already, I guess. 
good. I mean, I've never asked that one before, so we'll see. I, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I felt like I was bang, no, banging on the IOF for no reason. Um, yeah. So then COVID, we'll start to open up after COVID, all of, all of those things. We can start to travel a bit more now, go to World Cups. Where is a, um, a dream place that you want to start going to, to orienteer? Maybe, I don't know, on training camps this winter or further Or anywhere oh. in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere in the world. The world mm -hmm. is big. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's lots of maps in the world. Yeah, it is. Oh, I should... Oh, this is... There's a lot of maps that looks really cool, but going, traveling to to the US or something should be really cool and see what they have there. And for Australia or New Zealand, that will be uh, fun to explore. Uh, World Games is in the US next year, I think, isn't it? Yeah. In Alabama. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Perfect opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know the rules how to run the World Games. It's I haven't. Um, uh... It's very I think complicated. It's two per country, and then there's some ranking involved as well. Okay. <laughs> that is maybe you tough if you are from, from Sweden. <laughs> yeah, very hard Catherine, to get there. Do you know how it works, Catherine? Um, I can't remember what it is for orienteering, but yeah, it's not, it's selected by the IOF rather than selected by the nation. Obviously, it's normally every right. nation would select its own teams and it's to make sure, the idea is that it makes sure there's like the best athletes going to the World Games. Um, okay. But there are not that many. It's quite a small, like maybe uh, like 30 per like 30 men and 30 women-ish, maybe. Oh, right, I can't remember. Really it's down, not then. many people. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to be there. So, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what sport would you do if, um, if you weren't doing orienteering, uh, if you could transition to another sport? That's one, that one is easy. It's uh, cross-country skiing. That's what I'm... I'm still competing at the winters in that, so it's uh, an easy choice. Oh yes, you did. A, um, you won the European no, the Junior World Champs in um, Estonia. Yeah, that was in ski orienteering, but skiing as well. So. Oh, cross skiing as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, how do you compete in that during the winter already? Uh, I have done it the winter so far, and guess I will do it this winter too. Uh, as much as I, if I got time for it, I will do it. Yeah, How and, does and that be... the world of orienteering compare to the world of cross-country skiing? What can orienteering mm. learn from cross-country skiing? And what can cross-country skiing learn from orienteering? That's a question. Oh, that's a difficult question. Because <laughs> there are a lot of uh, similarities. Uh, we have... Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a sport where you use your heart and doing... Uh, train a lot and so. And... Um, Hmm. The cross-country skiing is maybe it have come further with the uh, here in Sweden it's a bigger sport and uh, better chances for chances for the, the runners to be to be at the top level and not do anything else. I mean, in Sweden we have indoor skiing. In Sweden we had to do other things too to get economic and uh, that's a part we can work with okay i'll say that i'll take that answer i think it's a good one yeah. or i mean you're you're studying now aren't you you're um you're like at university right yes i am so uh still don't work for me <laughs> yeah 
Um, and then what did those university friends say about your volunteering career? What's their response to... Oh, I'm actually at a, at a spot where we, every, the people I study with are volunteers too. And so they are, okay. they are my, but still they are my friends. So they care about me uh, on other thing in other things too. So they are, yeah, impressed and so, and uh, congratulations, say congratulations to me, but um they take me down to earth also, and <laughs> that's good. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, and then maybe we'll finish with this one. Um, and, and this can be yourself or someone else, but what's the worst mistake you've seen someone make or yourself make in the orienteering? Mm, it was, I don't know who it was, but at uh, Woodingham 2016, it was someone going total lost, and I was like can that can this happen or what <laughs> it was uh, it was so many hours uh, hours he was lost and i i was hours. impressed that he uh, yeah okay maybe many hours not many hours but <laughs> it was over an hour at least <laughs> and oh, i was wow. so impressed he didn't give up and um, so yeah I, I learned something from that that never give up <laughs> <laughs> there's always someone who's out in, in the forest longer than you <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, I guess, and Catherine, unless you've got any more? No. We'll leave it there then. Thank you, mm-hmm. Hannah, for, for jumping back on the podcast and best of luck for the season ahead. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>